With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Episode 16 with Elliot Friedman. Craig was about to ask a question before we got started. Good morning, Elliot. Good morning, Craig. <clears throat> Good morning. Always um, nice. Uh, always nice to start off with a with a smiley Elliot on Monday. <laughs> like it, there's nothing better. <laughs> I find that very hard to believe, but I appreciate you saying it. I I didn't see the bite. <clears throat> I didn't see the bite, Elliot. I, uh, I I woke up. What day was the bite? Was it Friday? Saturday. It Saturday. was Saturday. So I woke up yesterday, and uh, you know I uh, obviously checked Twitter or whatever, saw a bunch of people in my inbox about the bite and and <clears throat> Elliot just started out by saying we were talking about you on Saturday night about the bite or whatever it was and about Riarco Rutu. Yeah. Uh, Elliot, I remember I remember one thing about that I was told not to show the media. My thumb after the game. I I don't know why but uh, Chris Bandura came in and he said Darcy does not want you to show your thumb to the media and that was that. And I think did you, if ever I, say, did you ever find out why? No, no, I didn't. I, I, no, I didn't. Darcy Regeer and I, at that point of my career, we were not friendly with one another. Mm. Um, but I just remember, I just remember. What guy Ruchu, was he friendly with? <laughs> <laughs> I just remember uh, Rutu got two games for that. And I think it cost him like 36,000 bucks. I think I, pretty, it I think it's the last suspension. I think it's the last suspension for biting prior to this one that's coming. Yeah. What happened? What did well, you say, Craig? Well, so the Brendan Lemieux got in a skirmish with uh, Brady Kachuk. They fall to the ground. They're rolling around, and somehow Brendan Lemieux ends up getting uh, you know Brent, uh, Brady Kachuk's hand in his mouth, and and he bites him. How, how did it happen with Yarko Rutu? I now did he not like try and push you away, and all of a sudden, the like so were, here, or you were you, you were doing something to him, and you and your finger got caught in his mouth, and he chomped down on. Well, it? your your finger doesn't just get caught in someone's mouth. Okay, mm-hmm. it it has to get there somehow, right? So it was. <clears throat> I don't remember exactly the the skirmish in between the benches or whatever but i i know that i had rutu and i'd wanted to i think every the whole league had wanted to pound rutu for for many different reasons but anyway so i had him 
And I, I never, you know, the protective part that comes over the, the thumb where your thumb goes in and, and you have like that little piece that connects your thumb to yes. make it mobile to yes. the actual thumb pad. So it's not like broken away and, and can't get slashed and stuff. I always cut that piece. Um, and it made my thumb more, uh, uh, easy to wrap it around my stick or whatever. Right. And that's the only reason never to grab on or anything. I yell it. It was never to use You're it. Right. As like of a, course, of course you know. not. Um, but so anyway, so I get into a, you know, and I have, I'm face washing him and I just remember like I'm pressing and I'm pressing my f- hand against his face and he turns his, you can see him in the video. He turns his mouth and like bites for the side. He like bites for my thumb and he grabs my thumb. And, and I just remember, I, I just, I, I remember I tried to pull my thumb out and he just kept biting harder and harder. And then he, I tried to take my, and he just, and then I felt something pop, right? I felt something pop. So I tried to literally pull every tooth in his face, in his mouth, out of his, out of his face. Like I, I just ripped my, my hand out of his, out of his mouth. Like he was biting down. It was like being stuck in a car door. I've had my thumb stuck in a car oh, door yes. before. Okay. That's the same thing. So anyway, I look at it and part of under my nail has like exploded out from underneath my nail. Oh. And it's like hanging out by about half an inch. Okay. And it's dangling and it's bleeding. And I don't know what it is. It's like something from under my thumb is dangling over like underneath my nail and out of my, uh, out of, yeah. So I'm like, I'm in shock, right? Like I didn't know what the hell happened. So anyway, so afterwards I was just told, don't, uh, don't show your thumb to the media. I'm like, why, why can't I show my thumb to the media? The guy will get wow. 10 games for this. If, if I show him, otherwise it looks like I'm, I'm frigging lying. Can I, can I just uh, yeah, interject into this amazing conversation? Um, first, your intentions on the ice back then were not good. Okay. You were there to punish and, and put fear into guys. Brains. If you come to the and defense of Yarko right, Rutu right now, listen, I am going to eye gouge you through this computer. Right Do you understand now. me? I will bite your goddamn thumb right off your hand. Okay. Because <laughs> you are not going in with good intentions. And if your thumbs ends in my mouth, it is coming off your hand. That's that's you. If it, if it's someone else, if it's a Temi Panarin where I'm I'm rolling around with, or or ninety nine percent of the guys in the league, you are dangerous. You are dangerous, and you're not going in just to have some fun and kind of like police. Hey, everybody, calm down here. You're going in with an intent. And if I'm only going to get a two game suspension back then, I would have chomped your fi- finger too. <laughs> That's, that's all I'm saying. So, so proceed. No, there's nothing more to proceed about. Elliot, what's going to happen to this guy? Well, on Tuesday, he's going to have an in, well, it's via zoom, but it's an in-person hearing. So, so whenever, you're minimum five, right? No, it's right not off. minimum. It's not minimum. It's the option to go above five. I once said minimum five, and I was told that is the wrong way to say it because technically Craig, they could say, all right, five. So it gives them the option to go over five games. 
So that's that's basically where we are. And it it sure sounds like they're preparing to throw the book at him. We'll see what you know he has to say. And and Brendan's represented by Claude. So Oh, this should get interesting. Yeah, you know, Claude's no shrinking violet. So and you know, he fought um he fought Keith Kachuk at the ninety at the ninety six World Cup. So it's a long family history. I don't so I've watched the video. Is it I can't see a clear moment where you actually see him bite him. I can see where he tells him that he was bitten, but can yeah. we act, but we can we can there, only there assume that he was where, there, there is an angle where it looks like he bites him. Yeah. So what ten games. Like? Ten games is what I'm calling. Why not? Well, you, you know, one of the things that someone said to me was, you know, we're so concerned about hygiene now, like they wonder if that's gonna play a part of it. Like, I don't know, I, it doesn't sound like you can get COVID from biting or anything like that. But, um, you know, one of the problems is, um, you know, one of the problems is that we're, you know, talking about you got to keep yourself clean and wash your hands and don't do stuff like bite or lick people. So I, I do wonder if that's a part of the whole thing. Does he have to get some kind of a special shot for that? Well, you know, you, you if you're not up to date in your tetanus, you might need it. Yeah. Because I had I had in junior, I punched a guy in the mouth and I had his nut his his tooth stuck in my hand. Yeah, you can get infected by that. And and I had to have some kind of a needle given yeah, to me. They gave, shot. they gave me a shot for something. Just be just in case it was you know, like uh I don't know, there's some kind of bacteria. Um how many games are you gonna get, Elliot? You know, I do wonder if it, if it's the possibility. Like, I don't know. Like, the problem with this is that the NHL tries to do everything based on precedent, right? And there's really no precedent for anything like this. Like, like we said, the last suspension I think there was was you and Rutu, and that was what thirteen years ago. So, yeah. um, it sounds like, as Craig said, it sounds like they're opening up the opportunity to throw the book at him. But, you know, to predict something in this, I think I'd just be guessing. I mean, could I see 10 games? Yeah, but I admit that's, that's a guess. That's not anything that I know. Okay, guess what, on. What is going to be a shocking number? You know, he's, he's looking at five and possibly more. Um, if he received a five-game suspension, I, I would think that uh, you're going to have, you know, People are going to say, you know what, that's not enough, and, 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 and vice versa, right? If you had a 10-game suspension, would anybody be surprised with a 10-game suspension for biting a person's, another player's hand? I, I don't think that anybody would be surprised. I think anything more than 10 would be a stunner, Craig. That's what I yeah, would say. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And 10's an alarming number for, for people. They'll, they'll, I don't think you'll see a biting incident in the NHL if you give a guy well there's there's no question that part of this will be to send a message yes no question about it uh let's talk about sending messages here uh i i'm led to believe and maybe you're hearing something different that their canada hockey canada's getting ready to not send their team to the olympics and same with the us are you hearing the same thing well yeah i mean i think they're preparing for the possibility of it so now we have five cancel, five postponed games, right? Three from Ottawa and two from the Islanders. Um, 
you know, we've got all these questions about, um, like I heard the protocols at, for the all-star game in Vegas are going to be tight, tight, tight. If we're still going to the Olympics, because the Olympians are supposed to be going right from Vegas to China. Um, you know, we know that the COVID cases are increasing around North America. Now there's this new variant Omicron that we don't really know enough about yet. Um, you know, one of the things that's made just people, in time for Christmas, just in time for Christmas. Uh, one of the things that makes people really nervous, guys, is what happens if you test positive there? You know, where are you kept? How long are you kept? Well, um, was there not a rumor that uh, if you did test positive for COVID over in Beijing, that you would have to quarantine there for three weeks? Uh, it, it's not a rumor. People have told me that they are preparing for that possibility. And why How- would any player want to put themselves in, in that situation? So I think I think some players still want to go. Like I'll tell you, like like okay, but the players want to go. But what team would allow? Well, that that's the issue. Like let's say let's say that Canada wins. That's the issue right now. Is the teams are starting to realize. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, that's been what? the only holdup altogether. I mean, why would an owner want their players to go to the Olympics to begin with, or GM to begin with? Period. End of story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now more than huge, ever, but carry on. Huge Elliot. ass. Huge well, that's ass. the thing. Like that. That's what. The, that's what the teams are saying. Like you know. You know. For example, like Andrew, what if um, you know, what if we're in a situation where, for example, we go into the semifinal, which is a couple days before the end of the Olympics. And you have a player on your team, like say for argument's sake, I don't know, you want to pick Austin Matthews, you want to pick Connor McDavid, whoever, and say like you have a star player who tests positive on the semifinals, which is like a week before the NHL season is supposed to resume. How are you going to feel about that? Uh, as you said, as an owner or GM? Yeah. And we know exactly how they're going to feel the Not same way. Chance. Like. That's why I'm saying they're they're. I am 100% convinced they're not going. I am 100%. It makes no sense. It didn't well, make sense the- a year ago when they were talking about it. When all the players were complaining about how condensed the schedule is and next year and all this stuff. When it's good for negotiations, but then when it comes down to the Olympics and you have an even more condensed season with the Olympics and an All Star break, and we're an all-star still- break where you have to go to the all-star game and then fly over mm-hmm. to Beijing from, from Vegas doesn't make any sense. And I the mean, other, you're going to run these guys, guys ragged. 
The other thing too, guys, it's not like in China right now, you can get a flight in or out pretty easily. I haven't checked. I, my, my travels to, to my, my <laughs> commutes to China are, 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 are minimal these days. There so was a those, story. With those players uh, there's not a story private in New jets. York, I don't think it's, it's not, it's not that, well, they, they are taking a private jet there as a group. It's a, it's a private NHL flight, but Craig, like, you know, like, like there was a story in the New York Times two weeks ago about a, a, a luger from, uh, I guess that's what they're called, lugers, uh, from Poland who who got, I don't remember, did he get sick or did, hold on, I'm going to check it right here. I've got it up on my screen. He was injured um, in in China and he, he couldn't get, they wouldn't let him leave because of the COVID rules. So he, he had to go on a um, a cargo plane. He stuck onto a cargo plane so he could get out of China. Like it's, you know, like you can't just hop on a flight in and out of China right now. So if you test positive there, what happens? Like what kind of a cargo plane are we talking? Like, did he go as like Actually, a, a FedEx I, I, box, a package or what? Like, what did funny. he? That was at the end of the article. I'm, I'm quoting the New York times here. Um, the cargo planes interior was just like that of a passenger jet adding the athlete had described his journey from Beijing as very comfortable. And he had to flew from, he flew from Beijing to Milan. And from there he's, he was from Poland. He got back to Poland. Okay. Like, you know, so like all of these things are, are really starting to come out now. And look, also what do we know now? Canada has a, a backup coaching staff, right? So Claude Julian's going to coach um, team Canada at the Spengler cup and the channel one cup. And if they don't go to the Olympics, he'll be the backup Olympic coach with Bruce, Bruce Boudreau and Scott Walker and Shane Doan is the GM. So, you know, the U S is going to have something like that too. They're going to have a backup plan. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. There are plans though, to maybe go without the pros. Is that, is that, is that what I'm hearing? Each country has a list of 55 players from the NHL that are on there called long, long lists. Canada's got 56 because they got an exemption for Carey Price. Um, but I've told that, you know, with other, they also submitted lists of like up to 150 players, right? So there's like another 100 or so guys who could be on your team if you don't have the NHLers. And like, so example, there's this tournament called the Channel One Cup. It's in Russia. Um, it's early next month and there's the Spengler cup, which is in Davos. And, you know, I think a lot of those players will be on those teams. You just got sidetracked there. What happened? Someone just sent me a text. Uh Oh, what is it? Is it insider information type stuff? No, they were just asking me something. What are they asking you? Uh, just if anyone had a hearing who wasn't suspended. Oh, okay. All right. Um, tell me this. I'll ask you something. Are the Sabres looking for a goalie? Are yes. they are they serious about looking for a goalie? Yes. Yes. They Do are. they think that's their problem? It's not that it's it's not that it's not that they think that's their problem, Andrew. It's just that like I'm trying to remember. Like when you I'm looking, let me look at you the start of your career. You started the Sabres. The Sabres were pretty good when you started, right? Uh, my first year in the league in 0304, we were average. And then the next year, when you, after the lockout, you guys were were really good. Yes, we we took it. off. We, so you were you were never at a point where the Sabers were like where your team was like this. No, 
And Craig, you weren't either either. When you started the Canadians, you know, it was just around uh, exit of Patrick, right? So, but there yep. was still the goal was to be good, right? Very much so, yeah. Okay, so. but Well, they won and they, I got drafted in 92. They, they won, won in 93. Year. Yes. Uh, 94, 95 was the, my first year, so. So they were still trying to be good. Yes. I, I'm just like, the point I would make about that, Andrew, is that I think when you've got young kids, you have to give them a chance, right? And look, we know that, like, I think the Sabres are miles better than they were a year ago. I think, I, I think Granado has done a really nice job with them, but giving them structure and, and trying to create an identity. But when your goaltending is bad, it deflates your kids. And I think that there's a difference between, you know, getting a goalie who you think and being unreasonable about how good you are as opposed to getting a goalie who just gives your kids a chance to, you know, win some games that so you're not like, you're not out of games in the first period or you're not losing games with one or two horrible goals a night. You have to teach your young players that there is some kind of reward for playing well. And I think that's what Buffalo is looking at now. I think it could also be, I don't think they just want to trade for anyone. I think if they're going to trade for someone they want it to be somebody who makes their situation better, who at least could have some kind of an impact for them. So when, like, I wonder, like the guy I wonder about is Georgiev with the Rangers. You know, he's, he's not having a great year, but I think he's a good goalie. And I think he, and there's been rumors that he wants to go to a place where he could play more. Like to me, that kind of move could make sense for Buffalo. Well, I thought maybe the Matt Murray on waivers might have been something they might have tink, uh, tinkered with, but uh, it it. What didn't I would seem guess to... with that, Andrew, is if you guys are getting Matt Murray, you're doing it in a trade, and Ottawa has like you're you're doing a division. Well, why rival. do we want Matt Murray? Well, the thing is, if you think if you think he can be better, Craig, that's that's the question. Number one, do you think he can be better? And number two, um, and, and number two, like you guys. Like the thing is, you know, you guys, excuse me, you guys, if you think he can be better, but also if you can get him to say, Ottawa to say, all right, we'll eat some salary or we'll give you a sweetener. It's not only that you get Murray, but maybe you get him at better value or maybe you get something extra for doing it. I feel bad for Matt Murray. I don't want to just, I don't want to go down a Matt Murray train. I just feel like he had, Two tremendous years early on his career, lost his father, and you just wonder if, you know, since it's then hard. it's it's you know if I I know I, I can't even I can't even imagine, but you just wonder like after you've reached the pinnacle of your career so early, and then you lose your father, you just wonder, you know, if there's if there's any even you know purpose to be playing. You hope you hope he finds that fire, but I, I could be wrong. Um, you know, I, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this: the the thing is like. Guys, you know this is a this is a win oriented business. This is a results business. I think Matt Murray feels that he's kind of a scapegoat, and I think Ottawa feels look, look at the numbers like we're just not winning with you, and it's a tough business. Like you can see how it happens that way. Uh, but like I think he's frustrated. I think they're frustrated. The team's losing. Don't you, you know, feel guys, that's what happens? But you know, like what for an example in the Saber situation, what they expect. What do they expect? They did they expect miracles with the goaltenders that they brought in? No, they're I, all I band they're all band-aids. Right. I just thought they were hoping it would be a little bit better than this. I don't know. 
I yeah. mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I think I went back and I've, I've, I have not caught every single Sabres game, but I've caught, I've, I've caught, I've been up to date. I've caught highlights of every single game, but I'll say this. I went back and watched the last game who they lost, not the Detroit, Detroit. game, not the Detroit game, the one before that. And then they, they let in five goals and then they let in a bunch against the Leafs and they had the Columbus game there. And I went back and I watched and like, what, what are some of these goalies supposed to do? Like, like there are plays that, you know, it's, it, I, I just don't want the goalies to be a scapegoat because some of these young guys are making key crucial mistakes in front of them. You, no, 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 no. And, no. and what? No way, man. The goaltenders suck. Oh, hold on. Me? No, no. There have they been, there have been some suck. bad breakdowns in front. I, I, I would hate for the goaltenders to, to become a scapegoat. I don't want to waste Elliot's time battling about the Sabres no, goaltending. No, no, no. But the, th- the thing is, like, guys, like, I, I they feel have not been good. Look, we knew what the Sabres were going to be this year, right? Right? But yes. you have young players like Cousins. Eventually, you know, uh, Quinn's going to be up there. Um, uh, Krebs is going to be up there. Uh, Pedrica is going to be up there. Like all, and you know, still Delina is still a young man who's learning to grow and play the game. Look, we knew that the team wasn't going to be good record-wise. I think their structure is better. I think there's things about the Sabers that are much, much better. I think when you're having too many nights like the one you had on Saturday, where it's four goals in the first period, and some of them shouldn't go in. Um, I think you have to create an environment for your players where you feel you at least have a chance. And I think the Sabres look at it right now and they're saying, we have to do better for that them than this. I think that's what's going that, on. That was the game. It was the Boston game. And you know what? When you go away today, Elliot, I'm going to watch every one of these goals with Craig and we're going to break them down. And then I'll tell you what the score is at the end of the game after I, after I win this conversation. Uh, much, <laughs> yeah. it's Don't – you know what, though? Don't you Let feel, Let me tell though? you, then you haven't been watching the games. <laughs> hey, enough. Because I'll tell you right now, when Craig Anderson was in the net, this team was playing at another level. They played sharper. I mean, Craig Anderson was making He's a battler. He's a battler. And it's contagious, Craig. Well, it's not even a battler. He's a good goalie. The other guys are guys well, that yeah. they shouldn't your, be in your the credit, league. Your like point Dustin, can stand, too, Elliot. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> let, we'll let that point stand Dustin as well. Tukarski, I mean, he's not an NHL goaltender. But he's a battler. At least he's In the minors. He should no, be in the he, minors. Yeah, okay. And Dell, Aaron Dell is not an NHL goaltender. He well, should be in the minors. I, I, I do think there's a lot of frustration with Dell. I, I, I do think there's a lot of frustration with Dell. But Tukarski, at least, you know, Craig, like, at least he battles. He like, does. He hey, but we're, I'm not looking for battlers. I'm looking for guys that are going <laughs> to stop the puck on a regular <laughs> basis. Manage it. your expectations, please, no, sir. No, no, no. You know, Craig, I, I find, like, I really, I'm interested in your perspective here, Craig, because, you know, obviously you played, you played a long time. Um, I had guys tell me that when it came to goalies, because as you know, goalies are voodoo and a lot of players just don't involve themselves with what happens there. And they always said to me was, at least when things are going badly, does the goalie battle? Like, that's all I want to see. Like, he understands that some guys aren't necessarily good enough. So when I look at a guy like Tukarski and I watch Tukarski play, I recognize, is he a true number one in the NHL? No. But I see a guy who realizes, because of everything he's been through, that his time in this league is precious, and he's going to fight and scrap for every second he gets. And I, if I was playing in front of that guy, I would be like, 
this guy's busting his balls for us. That's what I would say. Take that, Riv. And I'd be scratching my head with the organization saying, holy shit balls. <laughs> Why are we not getting an NHL goaltender? Because I oh, it sounds you right like they're now, trying. Aaron Dell, Aaron Dell had a had tiny cups of coffee. Two games one year, five games in the next year, seventeen, three. Then the next year it was six. Then then he fell off the face of the earth for like four years, and now all of a sudden he's back. He's back, and we're and and we're considering him an NHL goaltender. He's not an NHL goaltender. I'm sorry. He's a good goaltender. He is a good pro goaltender. He mm-hmm. is not an NHL guy. That is. <laughs> Listen to me. This is a very young, immature team. They're working through some, some, uh, you know, some ups and downs. And I'm going to tell you, I've really enjoyed watching the Sabres this year. I love what Don Granato's done with the team. I love the young players. I love the old players, Kyle Oposo and, and, and Gergensen. They've done a really nice job overall with a team that is really not that good right now. But if, I mean, right now, the, the, the goaltending – has not been good. And you, if you want to even have an opportunity to stay in these games, I don't think that these are the goaltenders that you're going to win with. They're not going to steal your games because they're not NHL. They're not NHL goaltenders. That's just my opinion. Okay. Everybody yeah. can bite my head off, but I don't think Dustin Tukarski was out of the league for what? Three years, four years. There's a reason why he was out of the league for, for three, four years. There's a reason why the, Seven years before that, Fine, Craig. I'll give I'll give you this. I'll I'll give you this. Uh, I'll give you that what you're saying, but I, I'll say that um, they 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 may not be the the goaltenders that can get you to the playoffs, but they're not the key. They're not the only problem with what's going on with the, with the team right now. Like you can look at the scoreboard and say five against this team, five against that team, but if you're you know. If you're letting in five and they're giving up maybe one every single night on five that they should have, but the other – like Darlene back and right off on guys, like, come on. Like, they're not the only problem. Elliot, agreed. But I would, agreed. Play, like, that tough crowd, Craig, but I do know that in a results-based business, that's not an unfair opinion. I just, I just think goalie – the goaltending has been weird in the NHL the last few years. Like, I feel like – teams are going to continue with a carousel of goalies until they find their guy. You know what I mean? Like last year, especially obviously with COVID needing multiple goalies and finding these random pieces, you find a Bennington who takes you to the cup a few years ago. Like you just wonder, you just wonder if teams are, are always going to be going into seasons jet set on who their goalies are going to be throughout the whole year. We have to, I, I would think that uh, the, the Sabres right now are looking at the goaltending situation in, in, in Buffalo. And they're going to hope that one of the three young men that are up and coming mm-hmm. will eventually be one of the guys. I, I agree with that, but I think the question Luka, is the bridge to get there. Yes. The bridge yeah, to get yeah, there. The bridge to get there, you, yeah. Is it Matt Murray for two more years after this? Is it Georgiev? Like who is it? Someone else? How do they get from here to there? Like, is are are people wanting Uka Pekalukanen? I am. Uh, like are, other are, teams, are pe- you you are. I want him here. To I want him. Why, to, I why want is us- that? Why is that? Because why not? Is he ready? Uh, because uh, he's got twelve games played. His goals against average is a three point four two, and his save percentage is 
0.888. That's why. Let me look at that's the why you have not seen who. I just want to see his place. numbers in relation. He's not. To the he's not. The uh, he's not lighting it up by any stretch of the imagination yeah. down the minors. Let me just see. I, I just want to see how that's related to the rest of the league. So, oh, it's it's down there. There's no question. Sometimes you never know if like the league's got a high save percentage season or something yeah. like that. I mean, but listen. I mean, in goals, Lukapekalukan is, is working through what we all thought he would do. He's it's his first year that he has played a full pro season, a full pro season. That's what he's doing right now, and he's still young. He's still young. He needs time to marinate, and you cannot bring these guys up until they are ready. You know, there might be something there that I'm not seeing, but, you know, he's, he's 42nd in save percentage. And I think he's around the same spot in goals against. Like, I'm with Craig on this one. I, like, I, I want to see him, too, at some point. He's 46th in goals against. I, I want to see him, too, at some point. But you don't call him up just because you have a problem. That's that what the, the old wrong. regime would have done. That's the mistake. You call him up when he's ready for this. When he's you look at the chances. When he's earned the opportunity to come up. Ready or earned, whichever one you want, probably both. Um, but, you know, Andrew, like the way the chances they give up and the shooters there are in the NHL, you, you don't look, bring that guy up here unless he's ready for it. Look, I'm fine being wrong, so you guys can be right. That's basically what I'm doing there. Elliot, tell us what's going on in Montreal. I thought that I thought that train wreck would have would have come to a halt a while ago, but it finally did, and now they're in search for a new GM. Um, what's going to happen? What's going to happen in Montreal? Are the coaches safe there? I, I think I don't know how you could feel that anybody's safe there after what happened this weekend. Um, you know, first of all, I, I think we all knew this was going to be Mark Bergevin's last year. Uh, I think he'd burned out. And also, I think he'd made it very clear that unless he got a significant raise, he wasn't going to consider staying. Um, you know, I, I, he, he recommended Scott Mellonby as his successor. They had conversations. And then suddenly in the last couple of weeks, Montreal decided it was going in a different direction, which we now know is Jeff Gordon. And, you know, it's, it was over. And... Um, Jeff Gordon being the ex Rangers, ex Rangers yeah. GM. Yeah. So I think it caught a lot of people in the Canadians organization by surprise. Bergevin claimed not to know it was coming. Um, he said he didn't know it was coming. I've got no reason to disbelieve him based on what I heard. And in that situation, Andrew, was anybody safe? I don't think so. There's going to be some big decisions made, but I think. You know, last year was a surprise that they got to the Stanley Cup final. It was great for them, but it was a surprise. And I think this year it's the exact reverse, and I think it was even more of a surprise. And I think Jeff Molson just decided it was time to go in a different direction. Any idea who Trevor they're looking Timmons. at? Trevor Timmons. Long, he, was, he was a pro. There a long pros, time. Very long time. He yeah. was there when I was. He was there when you were there? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Oh, really? He's been there a very, very long time, and he's obviously worked himself up into the uh, to the upper echelons of the brass, but uh, he's been there a long time. So that's uh, that's an eyebrow raise uh, with, with that one, too. And I just, you know, I mean, again, Trevor Timmons making that decision on picking, picking the, the, the player that they did in the first round this year. Um, I, I, I have wondered if that was like, 
Yep, like Craig, like Molson and Bergevin were really tight. Like they were simpatico for a long time. And I think the relationship fell apart. I, I think the contract negotiation was one thing. And I, I do wonder, like when you look at the, the three people who were fired yesterday, it was Bergevin, Timmons, and Paul Wilson, who was their media relations person, obviously, I guess, you know, who had to handle the fallout from that. I do wonder if the Mayu situation and the fallout played a major role in it. And, yeah. you know, as for like Jeff Gordon's going to run the team. He, there's no question about it. He's going to be in charge and they're going to look for a French or, or a dual speaking GM to be sort of the face. And I think there's going to be a few names out there, but I have to tell you, I do think that Andrew, um, one of your uh, old team, tell me Daniel Briere, one of your old teammates is going to be in the running for that. And I do think Daniel Breer is going to have a shot at that job. I was thinking about that the minute. I was going to say that to – I was actually going to say that to Craig earlier Craig, this morning. Craig, did you play with Daniel or was he gone by the time you got there? Uh, he was gone, but I played with uh, Breer at the World Championships in 2003, and we, okay. won, uh, we won the gold medal there. And he was, uh, he was our big star. I thought I would be laughed at for that. No, but I, 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 I think Breer is exactly what they're looking at. A younger guy, like, and Daniel's done it the right way, right? Like, he's he's run ECHL, he's learned the business. Um, you know, he interviewed for the Arizona assistant GM job. I think Matthew Darsh is going to be another name that you're going to hear a lot for that kind of thing. He's another young guy, played, now works in Tampa. I think a guy like Martin Madden in Anaheim is another name you're going to hear. But I, I think Briere's going to have a shot at it. I do. Well, one thing I'll say about Danny is he's he's extremely classy, right? Yeah. Like I think you know when I when I think about Briere, I think about class. I mean that doesn't necessarily earn you a job, you know, being a general manager, but he has obviously knowledge of the game. I'll, I'm not one can for I, public can I ask statements. A about- no, not till I'm done. I'm not one for public statements, but I loved Burge events. I, I loved his. Yeah, just I thought the, it was really I well done. Thought it was really well done. I don't yeah. praise public statements ever. Um, but I just thought his was, I just, I was actually wondering if he was going to do one and then I saw it and I was like, wow, okay. You know what? That's pretty cool. That was a, that was a very well done public Class statement. Act. Now, yeah. now you can have the floor, Craig. Okay. Um, and then Jeff we got to wrap up cause well, we, we promised Elliot we'd be short with him. Yes, no, no, yes. no. I, I, I Molson speaking in a few minutes. So I just got to, okay, yeah, we're, just, we're, I'll just make this quick. So, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, a guy like Danny Briere. As much as he is a GM in the East Coast Hockey League, it's very different than me, the GM of the Montreal Canadiens. But don't I mean, forget, like he's gonna, like Gorton's gonna run that show, and he's going to. That's that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. If you're gonna have Jeff Gordon in there, and how much you know hockey operations, it's obviously Jeff Gordon's vision. And now Danny Briere is going to be part of that and negotiate and be in the conversations and opinions. That's what I was asking. You know, Jeff Gordon has been around a long time. He's yeah. done a great job. You bring in a young guy that has that, that speaks to the media extremely well. Can in, uh, you know, I, I think Danny would be a, a, a fantastic uh, uh, guy from Montreal. Elliot, give- I, you know, like I agree. I think he'd be a great choice. Before we let you go, give us something to nibble on for the week. What are you chasing? What are you chasing? Well, I, there's a lot of stuff out there, man. I, I, I wonder what's going to happen in Philly. Like they look really like New Jersey. I, I am so, I am so impressed by New Jersey this year, especially I thought they'd fall apart after Jack Hughes got hurt, but 
they took it to Philly last night, man. They they really did. So who's getting canned? I don't know. Like I like uh, I, I've won. I like. I think Philly could do anything. I think it could be trade. I think it could be coach. I like. I, I think the pressure is really mounting. Up. I can't figure that team out. They are. I just can't. You cannot figure. And the goalie's out. been fantastic. It's time. It's time to get rid of a lot of those players. Period. Like to start with some of those guys. Move on from your captain. Move on from your leaders, and go with some of that young talent that you have there. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. But what do I know? Ellie, you're the man. Enjoy the uh, – you got a question from Molson today? You know, throw a question at him? No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to see how it goes and, and kind of go from there. Well, we appreciate this. Talk to yeah, you next week. You. All right, guys. Always great to chat with you. Great chatting with you too. You're, you're going to be – you're going to be the, the – your trivia question's almost over, Andrew. Who was the last player bit that resulted in the suspension? It's going to be it's going to be another erasure of Andrew but, Peters. I know I don't like it. I, the the <laughs> yeah, the less I can be out in those moments, you know, cuz other things come up, right? <laughs> you post one, you hear about others. Elliot, you're the man. Thanks. All right, guys, take good care, okay? See ya. Yeah, you thank too. you. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter after the whistle and at Craig Reve 52 at the instigator 76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.